Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast with Brando. Guess what, buddy? You're not going to earn it today. Go back home. You're not going to get it today because Josh is going to come out and kill you. I'm sorry. I'm not murderous. I'm not a murderer. John. I man, couldn't possibly man. pull off a feat that's only been pulled off once this season by, by the by great the great Pat Caprio. Picker of picks. And Pat. Picker of picks. Picker of noses. <laughs> uh, still an all-time line, but... Uh, welcome back to not another Buffalo podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at not buff podcast for to be part of Buffalo rumblings. How you guys doing? I said it last time. I'm going to say it again this time. Pat has the best lines in all of our intros that make me laugh every time. Oh yeah. I, that's why I have to put him last in the intros most of the time. Cause he's got, <laughs> he's got those finisher punch lines. Like sometimes your nose just itches though, dog, you know, <laughs> <laughs> John, how are you doing? We never really ask you. You just ask no, us. No, Johnny, that's true. You always no, ask okay. us, dog. It, it's okay. Anchors don't have feelings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even. I'm not even the anchor. But like, yeah, I'm doing good. Been going, going, going today. So uh, it's amazing that I still have any energy. But I've been uh, been on the green tea grind. So it's like coffee nice. in the morning, and then like a big mug of like green tea with two tea bags in it. Keep so, the buzz alive, right? Yeah, warmer, some, something warmer, like cold tea. Warm, warm. But yeah, dude, I got this. Uh, I posted this on Twitter not too long ago. Uh, my parents for my birthday got me this mug that's like a combination Mandalorian and Bill's themed mug. And it's Did also you post it's like, this on your personal account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says like this. This is the way the Buffalonian or something like that. It's got like a picture of Alan on it. And it's really cool, but it's also the best mug that I've ever had. Like I have to take the top off of it. So the tea cools off enough that I can actually drink it or else it'll stay too hot for like five hours. Oh, this is like a Yeti dude. This is not it a is. mug. Yeah. I'm you sorry. Gotta, I, you got to lead with that. You got to lead with that. Yeah, it's not, it a, is. it's not a mug. I call it a mug. It's yeah. It's like a Yeti. It's, it's a thermos. That's, that's, what that's a better say. word. Yeah. But, well, we got some, uh, we got some big news today. Stefan Diggs extension. Uh, being after dark strikes again, woke up to that notification and a couple texts from people. Really? I didn't see it until like 11 today. Wow. That's how way really? behind I am. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. And I mean, I mean, I wake up after, after you do like you're up much earlier, but I listened to the whole morning show and I didn't hear about it. I, well, that's not true. I not to, like, the whole the morning show. Or... I actually, I actually just got done listening on the, on the way back from my broadcast gig. I was, I was listening to, um, their live reaction cause they, it, it happened when Sal was on this morning. Oh, that's why I didn't hear. So, yeah, yeah, hilarious at one and a half speed. But how how ex- how excited are we? How excited are we? Like this is this is big. You know, it's like he like the the Schefter tweet said at the end. Both sides intend for him to retire as a Buffalo Bill, which is huge. You know, heck yeah. Uh, obviously, being Josh Allen's best friend has got to be 
good in some way. And right now it's good in about 70 million ways because there's 70 million guaranteed. So obviously he's talented, but he brings the whole locker room together, right? Him and Josh, best friends. It goes from them. Mackenzie and Gabe Davis are best friends. Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morris, like it, the camaraderie in the locker room. Diggs is a huge part of that. I'm also super biased because I have his signed jersey. And if he ever plays for another team, the jersey will be worth way less. Um, so I want <laughs> him to stay a bill. I want this to be Jim Kelly, Andre Reed, but the 20s, 2020s and not the 1990s. And I want to win a Super Bowl. None of the second place stuff. So it's good. It's expensive, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Good things. Good things cost. But yeah, what do you pay for sometimes? Yeah. The other thing that was really cool, and this is just a little side story, but I don't know if you guys saw that clip of Emmanuel Sanders on Good Morning Football, because um, he's been on... Yeah, talking about Gabe Davis. Yeah, well, there was that, and this this time they were talking about when that extension happened this morning, he was on, and so they were able to react to it, which was pretty cool. But he that was is talking cool. about... It was live? Yeah, yeah. So he was talking about, they were asking him, you know, like, what does Stefan Diggs mean to the Bills? What does he mean to the coaching staff? And he said, you know everyone knows that the players love digs and stuff like that, but you want to talk about how much the coaching staff loves digs. So Sean McDermott sent out his Christmas card to everybody this year. And guess what? His entire family was dressed in Steph Diggs jerseys. Their entire family was Steph dig jerseys. Like <laughs> that's, that's incredible. I mean, you have Josh Allen on your team and you like the whole family chose Stefan Diggs jerseys like that's i mean he is if you're talking in terms of coolness he is probably like top three coolest dudes in the nfl and definitely the coolest dudes you know on the bills not to slight anyone but he's just got that mystique about him like he has an aura and number two i mean you know what i think is the best part about this deal as well and i don't even want to talk about injury or durability because that's just beating a dead horse that could potentially get back up and kick you in the nuts but (laughs) what i'm talking about that's i've not heard that You know, but like the the thing that I appreciate about Stefan Diggs too is like, I mean, yeah, Tyreek Hill's getting a bunch of money. Is he going to play all of those years? Is there going to be some sort of issue? I just, I I think that the Diggs brothers are just, they're pure class. And you, you know, like you guys said, they're going to bring a locker room together. They're nothing but just grade A dads and citizens. And I'm, I'm just, I'm happy. Like my kids might see Stefan Diggs play. Yeah. As a Buffalo Bill, which is crazy to think too, you know? Yeah. And then we're uh, probably going to, we're probably going to see him in the new stadium also, uh, which is pretty cool. But the other thing that also to keep in mind too, is because, you know, we look at a six year extension and, and it's a four year extension plus the two years he's already under contract. So he's with the bills for the next six years. So that puts him at what age 33. He's 27 now, I believe. 29. No, he's turning 29. He's turning 29 before the season starts. So you get the 29, okay, 30, 31, sorry. 32, I'm pretty 33, sure he started in the NFL at, at 20 years old, though. He didn't even like he was yeah. even 21 when he started. So, But anyway, so we, you know, we have all these cautionary tales out there. You have guys like Julio Jones and AJ Green who are 33 years old now looking at, I mean, who are these guys going to play for? They're going to be on league minimum deals. You know, when you're thinking about digs to age 34, it's kind of concerning when you think about that as soon as you think of these long contract extensions. But the good news is Diggs is a much different receiver than those guys are. And I feel like he's different than Tyree kill because Diggs is a route technician. He is really, really good at running his routes. And that's the kind of thing that really doesn't fall off as you age as much as pure speed or athleticism yes. that a lot of these other guys really make their living doing. You know who Stefan Diggs is? comp would be are you gonna say like marvin harrison 
going to say like Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Jerry, oh, was, okay. Jerry was a great runner. There's a there's a lot of guys like that though. There's like Jimmy Smith. There's yeah, Rod the Smith. body type. There's the speed off the cuts. The way he can catch with his hands. His sideline awareness. It's very Jerry esque. And I mean, he was he was producing into his forties. Yeah. But it's, the they thing just about play longer. Digs, the route guys do. I mean, honestly, way longer than the burners. But I don't mean to cut you off there, bud. No, you're good. Think about it. Every now and then you have to dance with the one that brought you, even if he's old, right? Like if he's 34 and he's coming off of 6,000 yard seasons out of eight in Buffalo with, you know, 8,000 catches in his career and his name firmly entrenched on the wall of fame in the new stadium, uh, you're going to be like, all right, Steph, we had a good run here. Retire as a bill, yada, yada. But also new stadium, grass field, best body conditioning in the league, best technology yeah. in the league. So, uh, you know, I, I don't expect, I think 34 now might be like 31 was 10 years yeah. ago and 30, you know, this age spectrum thing that the NFL players are on with, you know, starting with Brady. <sighs> You know, he's just an alien. So, no, I mean, and you might only get elite talent for the next four years out of Stefan Diggs before you start to see a little bit of fall off. And that's less, maybe even less. Yeah. Let's not, let's not be pessimistic here. But like, I mean, that's okay. That's all I'm saying is that he's still that good. He's still that good. You have guys like Larry Fitzgerald who were still able to contribute to their team in a very important way. And, it, it, as a veteran presence and I, the Cardinals really needed that because they didn't have that veteran QB presence after Carson Palmer left and was done. But, you know, so, I mean, he's invaluable to this franchise. I'm really glad they stick around. I'm gl- I'm really glad that we don't have to talk about the stupid trade talk uh, anymore, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how, how everything else turns out. Brandon, do you want to give us some, uh, some numbers? Yep. And I know it does lower his cap number this year. I don't have that one number because uh, I don't know if the details are ironed out in that specific aspect of it. But they agreed to terms on a four year extension, adding six years to his deal. But the additional terms were four years, $96 million, uh, $70 million guaranteed, $21.5 million signing bonus. It's the second highest guaranteed money ever. Tyreek Hill got 72. Uh, Diggs got 70 and Devontae Adams pulled 65. Um, again, this is after his second all pro season back to back thousand yard catches. I mean, 1200 this year, 1500 last year. Uh, this technician can work at all three levels. Uh, but it's interesting cause I believe it puts him in at about, uh, you know, 22 million a year. Um, and there's only nine other receivers in the league that make that um, two of them play for one team. Do you know two receivers that make over 20 million? Yeah. Is it the New. Jaguars? Nope. Oh, I oh, thought that they I forgot how much they are. Zay Jones was only 10 million, I guess I yeah. forget. Christian Kirk got paid over 20, but um, well, Oh God. AFC. Not the dolphins. Is it? No, I know this is going to be like super obvious. To, to think about. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Give me a minute here, dog. They didn't um, pay like Nelson Aguilar that much. I no, guess you could say Patriots, that both of these players are homegrown players too. Oh, you know who it is? It's not. So you're telling me that Adam Thielen and nope, Justin Jefferson don't make no, no, AFC. He said AFC. AFC. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure. Yeah, like, Justin dude, Jefferson's still cheap for sure. No, he's, he's a yeah, rookie. He's like a five-year, $13 million dollar deal, deal or something. Like yeah. That. 
It's got to be the AFC West. Is it some Chargers guys? Mike Williams yes, makes a lot there of money. Oh, yeah, he yeah. made it. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. Sorry. I was stuck on the East Coast for some reason. Yeah. I couldn't think yeah, about it. It's, uh, it's uh, Keenan Allen and um, Mike, Mike Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. Both worth the money, I would say, too. Yeah. Yeah, Allen's um, starting to tail off a little bit, but I mean, we'll see. But is he tailing off because he has another $20 million wide receiver next to him and he doesn't have to carry the load? True, true. Or is he a 29-year-old star who... Is he only 29? I'm going to feel like a jerk if he's only 29 years old. <laughs> I mean, I'm 25. He might so be younger. No, he is 29. All right. Good guess. I baby. guess I just see a bald man with a large beard. Not <laughs> like Those guys are beasts, though. They're definitely worth the money. I mean, and the guy throwing the ball is worth every cent. He's not making right now. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, we could have we could have an entire podcast about when the when the Ravens are going to pay Lamar Jackson and if they are at this point, since the QB market has gotten so out of yeah, control. But, but I'll tell you the reason he won't get paid, and it's not because of anything to do with talent. But Greg Roman, dude, he's ruined he's ruined Lamar Jackson. You know, the only player to take more hits than Josh Allen in the NFL at the quarterback position since oh, 2018. Oh, this is a debate because I he's disagree. Ruined him. He's ruined him. He's ruined him. He ruined Tyrod Taylor. He runs an, an, an offense that is not effective at the pro level. Terrible coordinator. Terrible. Trash. I have a question Couldn't win for it you, in San Sarah. Francisco. Couldn't win it in Buffalo. Sure as hell can't win it in Baltimore. And he's just ruined a generational talent. So yeah, I'm going to push you, back Greg and Robin. say that this ruined player won an MVP. He With got knocked out of the as his, as his coordinator. He is the probably only head coach slash offensive coordinator, John Harbaugh, Greg Roman, that would tailor the system needed for Lamar Jackson to succeed. You need to have his running game. No, but he, Greg Roman's ran the, he ran the system with Colin Kaepernick and he ran it with Tyra It's like Taylor. having a Corvette and leaving it in the garage, man. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. Nothing. That. You got to do like it. Lamar, you got to do Lamar it. Lamar won that as a sophomore, though, too. I mean, yeah, it was good in the moment. It'd be like having a Corvette and then not just, you know what I mean, blowing the transmission out because you're drag racing your homies every single weekend. But <laughs> well, I, I guess, guess there's this a balance. Might be, this might be a topic for another day because I feel no, like I we could do this a whole, is going to be a, a good combo, episode, dude. But. I love yeah. Lamar Jackson. I hope he gets paid. I do he deserves too, that. Yeah, me too. He's not ruined. And I don't love Greg Roman either, but. I mean, uh, as as far as Greg Roman, uh, I feel like Greg Roman has had the best years of his career with Lamar. Now it's it's probably up for debate whether that's mostly Lamar or if it's Greg Roman get, getting better. Well, at something, I mean, you could say you could say though, you know, Colin Kaepernick's the only one to take him to the Super Bowl, so I don't know. That's true. Not that's wrong. true. But all right, well, we're gonna get a quick break in while we can. Uh, more to talk on the other side um, because some other stuff went down on Twitter today. As soon as we were enjoying the dig celebration, so some not so nice stuff started popping up on Twitter. So. There's your tease. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Before the break, we teased a little bit about some of the not so nice stuff that popped up on Twitter today. And 
Unfortunately, that was in the form of, of, of Rachel Bush starting to tweet some stuff. Yeah, and, which she is just the worst. But anyway, so the speculation is... And there was a, there was some other stuff too. I'll, let me give some more background to this because it's not just Rachel Bush tweeting. We're not just taking her her tweets. And I mean, she deleted half of them too, so I can't even pull them up right now and read them to give you guys context. I didn't but know she tweeted either. I didn't essentially, the the vibe for those of you who don't read cryptic tweets on Twitter, which I'm sure is most of you guys. Um, Rachel Bush <laughs> was insinuating that she was upset that Jordan Poyer is not getting his second contract already because. Diggs had two years left on his contract. Jordan Poyer only has one. And also the big announcement today was that Jordan Poyer has found new representation. He hired a new agent. Drew Rosenhaus. Drew Rosenhaus. Sorry. Yes. Which, <laughs> totally ironically enough, do you know, do you know why I think he hired him? Why do you that? know who Drew Rosenhaus represents who just got paid an insane amount of money? Was it Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. He's Tyreek's yeah. agent. So, yeah. I mean. I think he's also Greg Rousseau's agent, maybe. Possibly. Um, I can't remember. But I he's, just know, yeah, he's Antonio Brown's. And, um, Antonio Brown. Yeah, um, Tyreek. And to uh, to add on to this point a little bit, um, before you get into the numbers of anything and say, Rachel, do you know who the three highest paid safeties in the NFL are right now? Do you want to know, John? Uh, Jamal Adams right. has got to be one of them. Yep. Number one. Overpaid. By a lot. <laughs> Number it's two not- is... No- <laughs> Oh, sorry, Brando. No, it's just not close to number two even. No. It's like $6 million less. He's had like, like honestly though, Jamal Adams has had like insane low interception stats too. He's, he's I guess, a lot more of a, a physical the player hybrid that position. Guy. Yeah, no, it's Jamal Adams, Harrison Smith, who is way too old. He's going to be 34 by the time the season is over next year. And Justin Simmons for the Broncos. All three teams had losing records, Jordan. Choose what you want wisely. Aaron Rodgers could probably be a three times Super Bowl champion if he didn't have a a taste for greed. So, you know what? Sometimes you got to sack up and we just paid you $13 million guaranteed dog. Like, you know, so I don't know. I mean, obviously those guys are making twice what you're making a year, but they're on bad teams. So Here's I, the it, thing though, with the safeties. And this is the most important thing. Micah Hyde, age 32, Jordan Poyer, age 31. What's Micah Hyde's salary per year? Anybody know? John, you give, know, give it to me. I don't know. It off 9. My head. 9.6 million. You know what Micah Hyde's is? million. They both make the same. There's a little bit of, it might be a hundred thousand dollar difference and then a million dollar difference and fully guaranteed. Hyde's is up in 2024. Poyer's is up in 2023. I think that alone, Micah Hyde will keep it in check because he is the captain and back there too. He's the elder statesman. He's, he is a year older. Um, It's one of those things that like your star makes this and everybody falls in underneath. Um, And I think that'll help. But also, this is what's tough is because there's a boatload of money coming into the NFL. The owners are getting more money. The quarterbacks are getting more money. The receivers are getting more money. And while safeties have not proven to get in line for these big raises, people want them because it's safeties are, are valuable positions. They're like yeah. they're the they're a position that you can draft in round one of the draft. You know, like that's. It's a high value position. It's not the highest value position, but to your guys' point too, I mean, we can say, I mean, we've had this whole like greed argument of players wanting to get paid and and come to the conclusion that there's really like everyone wants to be paid in the NFL, you know? Yeah, but do you want to get paid on a good team or a bad team? I don't think that there's a lot of debate that those two are underpaid for what they are, what they contribute to the team. They are, you know, and in a great ideal world, we would have no problem with the Bills paying up for that. 
And the only reason that we push back on it at all is because of salary cap, because we think, okay, if you're going to pay them, that means you can't pay somebody else. And we've already paid a lot of people. And despite the magic of Brandon Bean, like the bill does come due for this stuff. But yeah, the cap is increasing. But the other thing with these guys is age is even more of a concern, I feel like, than Stefan Diggs because he's still so much younger than those guys. So I don't know. I mean, he's only he's only two years older than Diggs, though, too, which is interesting. That's true. That's true. But this is the kicker, and it's the ultimate kicker for everybody. This is a common thing across the world. If my editor, aka John, says he's not getting paid enough because he does a good job and then he has a quality product. If me, a teacher, walks in to the principal's office, hey, I'm not getting paid enough. Uh, if the lunch ladies say, hey, I'm not getting paid enough. If your accountant and your CFO business is saying, hey, we do a really good job. We're not doing anything illegal. You're not getting audited. I need a raise. Every good employee is undervalued everywhere. Always. There's, you cannot put a dollar value on a good human being that's good at their job and is a good person. And you need stuff like that on teams like this to be Super Bowl champions. You need employees like that to be a good business. You need teachers like that to be a good school. It's yeah, everywhere. So, so. so I have a couple of things to say to that. First, I think the NFL is different. Yes. Because you can't tell me that, you know, Josh Allen and Isaiah McKenzie are like, Josh should be like, I'll, I'll take the same salary as Isaiah McKenzie. You know, we're all in this together. You know, that's obviously Look at not position the, groups though. I would stick right. with position groups. Well, okay. And Isaiah McKenzie is the face of the franchise. Stefan so Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie. Do you okay. think that Stefan Diggs is like, yeah, you know, Isaiah is, Isaiah works just as hard as I do. Should we be paid the same? And I think Isaiah would tell you the same thing because yeah. You know how good if you're elite in this league, you deserve to be paid like that. And there's definitely there's a huge value difference to teams in elite players and not elite players. And yeah. that doesn't mean that there's not a you know that doesn't mean that non elite players are not important. They're import they're very important. You know, it's just like yeah, where so do you I, draw that elite line though? Too you know, that's, exactly, that's, exactly. What I'm saying and is, it, is and that's it's true more than everywhere. one factor too because it's it's the market value of these players too. All I'm but saying, the NFL man, is I saw a, him chasing Tyreek Hill. All divisional playoff game. I'm kidding. Actually, that's very brutal to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, these guys are really good. Uh, Jordan Poyer was an All Pro this last year. All Pro, not Pro Bowl. Not like first team All Pro. He was the only one on the Bills who was All Pro. Josh Allen wasn't All Pro. Josh Allen wasn't even voted in the Pro Bowl. Not that that matters for anything like that. So you could say <laughs> that Jordan Poyer is the best at his position among the NFL out of the entire Bills. Like I'm not making that point right now. But I'm saying that he is worth a raise. You know, it's really just a question of if the Bills have the room for it. And we don't even know how J- Jordan Poyer... Jordan Poyer was not the one tweeting today. Rachel, his his wife was was tweeting that. And she's... In a way, she's right. Her husband does deserve to get paid. You know, you know we'll see if any of this escalates. Um, or, or maybe they're able to restructure him and sign him to like a little two-year extension or something like that. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are two of the guys that got brought in the year the drought ended and have been foundational to this team's success since they've made this rise to elite level, right? And the one thing that Brendan Bean always says is people notice who we pay. And, you know, if they're not going to pay one of their veteran leaders who's been around for five years, uh, you know, that might raise one some could flags. argue that he paid him first. He did. He's he the did. first He's- piece brought in here. He did. Right. He did. But he, th- there's no debating that he, 
has outplayed what his contract is yeah. currently. It's so. also true to look at like what you just said. They notice who you get paid. And the only people that have ever been extended with two years left on their deal are Josh Allen, Trey White, and Stefan Diggs. That's correct. So yeah. Those are all three potential wall of famers. Or dare I say, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Micah Hyde has two years left on his deal. Jordan Poirier only has one. He's yeah. he's in a contract year this year. So we'll see. I mean, the offseason is not over. They could totally re-sign him before the draft, after the draft, any of that stuff. So I mean, we'll see. I, I don't think that they want to deal with drama of that during the season or someone, you know, holding out or anything like that. But I mean, we're no just, one's going to hold out on this team. I don't care who you are. We're speculating at this point. So I don't want to, I don't want to accuse Jordan Poyer of saying a, or, or even thinking that they would threaten that and right now. This is are just like giving the side eye because he has new representation and Rachel Bush tweeted a couple things. So anyway, yeah, and I mean, you can make the argument there's been a lot of great safeties to play well into their careers past 10 years. I mean, you're talking John Lynch at 14 years. You're talking someone like Troy Vincent at 16 years. You're talking Ronnie Lott, possibly the best to ever do it, played 15 years. So, I mean, I guess that there is some credence in what he's saying and that there does appear to be a little bit more longevity at that position than, than perhaps others. So, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I hope you pay him. Yeah. One of the things that Sal said today that really um, stuck with me was that, I mean, the way we're talking about things, we're also thinking about after next offseason when we're thinking yeah. about Tremaine Edmonds. We're thinking about, can they extend Dawson Knox? Because this is a contract year for Dawson Knox as well. And who are they going to pay? Which one of these guys is going to fall by the wayside? Are they, you know, that's why people talk about trading Tremaine Edmonds and, and, and drafting a linebacker or something like that. But I really think that the way that they feel is they want to keep the band together for this year. They're not going to blow up the we're roster this year. This they year. were at... At at the doorstep of a Super Bowl this year, they've already gotten better this offseason. And the, they're, they're, Brandon Bean is not going to do anything to mess up the team chemistry for this year. You can deal with salary cap stuff down the line, you know, but this is this is the window. The window is wide open for the, for them right now. So jump through it, boys. Let's jump through it. That table, <laughs> that table of the 20 windows tables. Let's jump through it all. Let's do it. All right. Uh, one other quick topic I wanted to get to, and we only have like less than five minutes for this, but I was, uh, I was texting my uncle this morning and he was uh, obviously about the digs extension and stuff like that, but he, he brought up them possibly trading up in round one, which is kind of a topic that's been circulating lately. Uh, Anthony Marino has a great episode of BBR. You might have to go back a couple because there's definitely been some breaking news lately, but he uh, he's talking about would the bills trade up and what it would look like, how high they could get and what they'd have to give up. So essentially to get like 10 to 12 picks up. So into like pick 14 to 12, you'd need to trade next year's first round pick to move up still in the teens from 25. So first impressions, what does that sound like to you guys? Too much. Too much. Only yeah. because there's not the quarterback in this draft. I'd agree with you guys. Like that yeah. was my first impression. Now take this caveat too. What if I told you that next year's first round pick was going to be pick 32? Then Super would you trade? Bowl, well, then, baby. then would you trade pick 32 to move up this year and maybe, and maybe have a shot at one of the top tier cornerbacks. If, if what, that what seems number like, was, what number was Lamar Jackson though? 32. Or was he? No, I still wouldn't do it either. He was, he was 32. I, no we could we pick. could go through countless examples of people that have gotten picked late and have hit 
No, I just mean like that end of the first round is still a first rounder, even though it's not like. Yeah, yeah. I'll give up two seconds and a third. Anything else, that fifth year option on a first round pick is so invaluable and we need it to extend the windows open. Like if we want, we need it to prop that window. And uh, I am not opposed to moving up. I'm also not opposed to packaging former second round and third round pick Epinesa or Moss with a second round pick to move up. Uh, it's going to all a good depend question. I on wonder how, I think that that would probably only get you up to like, that would probably only move you up five spots. That's okay. Throwing. Listen, I'm all for moving up because two of our draft picks from last year got poached for nothing. They were yeah. useless. We lost two of them. So put them in a draft pick trade two. There's not seven slots for seven rookies on this team. You're going to have to practice squat some and that puts them open to waivers and you're going to lose them. So what am I going to do? Light a $5 bill on fire. I'm going to go buy some candy with it. I don't know. I'm going to try to buy some candy with it. No, I agree with you there. I think that that's a different kind of moving up. That's moving up on day three or maybe moving up. A no, couple spots use on your day, day three picks to move up day one. Use your day two picks to move no up on day one. I, I, I don't you need think quality that, instead of true. quantity here. You're not going to be able to trade day three picks to move up on day one. All right. Well, it doesn't in. matter because the day three picks won't be on your team halfway through the season because they'll be off. Put them you know in with I mean? second round picks. Like That's whatever what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like if I totally agree with the concept, there are not seven spots for rookies on this team. Yeah. I totally agree with packaging late round picks to move up, but that's, that's where you see people move up. And like, I know this is a terrible example, but when they moved up to get Cody Ford, they, I don't remember, but it was like a fifth and a sixth round or right. like a sixth round yeah, pick move, or something like that. Those are the kind of moves where somebody has fallen further than you think. And you see somebody ahead of you that you think is going to take that player and you just want to bunny hop them to take that player. So that that's what I think that they would use those picks for. But good, that's good. You're right. Yeah, I would. My opinion is that no, I would not trade next year's first round pick to move up this year. You want to get the best player available this year, right? If you were just doing that in a vacuum, you would move up, right? Yes. But I think that the thing that this team needs is that cheap young talent. If we're looking at four to five years from now, are they going to be an elite team? Because I think that, and they also need to hit on those picks, which they've shown that they can do. You know, they, they develop well. Like players go into a good system, you know, it's the whole like nature versus nurture thing. Half of, half of the battle is just getting these players developed to go to the bills, become the best person you can be that, that kind of stuff. But I think I I agree with you hitting on your draft picks. These next two years are going to be a huge factor into where you are three to five years from now, because they're going to have a lot of big contracts on the books. They keep signing these big deals and pushing money down the line. You're going to need cheap young talent on your roster contributing at a high level and cost controlled contracts at that point to be able to fit under the salary cap in theory, you know, unless it just doubles, but here's the deal though. I have a quick trivia for you and you can make it real fast. I don't know if you'll get them all, but the highest total value of the all time Buffalo bill contracts, um, five. Okay. Number one, Josh Allen. Yep. Number two, Steph Diggs. Nope. Oh, sorry. Uh, Von Miller is number two. Three is Steph Diggs. Yep. Four would be Mario Addison or nope. Marcel Darius. Marcel. No, Mario Williams is probably on this. Mario, Mario is Williams, be number, five. number five. Ding, ding. Good job, guys. Nice. It's over $600 million in contracts. And you know why you don't trade your first round pick is because you don't need any more of those on your books. No. What it's would true. Michael Jackson say? I want to love you. CYT. Cheap young talent. Let's go. <laughs> um, some of that CYT. Oh, oh man. man. That's a good note to end on. 
But all right, well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at Buff Podcast. Um, feel free to shoot us your tweets and tell us if you would trade up in the first round this year or not. What do you think of the Diggs contract? What do you think of, of you know the Jordan Poyer? If you want to call it controversy, you can. I don't. I think it's a little bit too early to call it that. But you guys got anything else? I think that's. I think that's it. Oh. Hey Jordan, just remember. Just remember how bad those Browns teams were you played on. <laughs> Dance with the one who brought you, Jordan. And it's not Rachel. All right. Well, thanks, Go for Bills. Everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay safe. Go Bills.